0: All right, uh, today, coming up on the show, we're going to chat with Aaron Olson. Now, you would have heard Aaron here on the Running Podcast in the past, uh, known as the Paleo Runner, but uh, Aaron has been uh, head down, tail up, writing a book, and a brand new book called Low Mileage Running. Man, I absolutely love it. So, uh, well, I thought we'd better get Aaron on the show, have a bit of a chat. So uh, listen up and uh, get some great advice as we speak to Aaron Olson about low mileage running. righty, guys welcome back to the running podcast and joining me on the phone today well uh, I've had this guy on the show before he is a huge inspiration to me I love what he does uh, well the paleo runner himself Aaron Olson how are you buddy? Hey Jeff how's it going it's great to be on the show again. Man uh, great to catch up with you and uh, I guess we know you as the paleo runner and we've spoken to you here on the show before but more importantly uh, I think we've made a, a move from being the paleo runner to the low-mileage runner. What's going on?
1: Well, you know, I I made the switch to uh, the low-mileage runner, I think, uh, because I think a lot of people are put off by the paleo diet. A lot of runners might not know what that means, or maybe they think it's a kind of cult or something. So I thought, you know, I have some ideas about training that have helped me uh, achieve PRs in the past three or four years, and I really wanted to put them out there into print and I could have put it out on my Paleo Runner website, but I thought, I think I need to focus more just on the running aspect. And so I put out a book called Low Mileage Running, A Short Guide to Running Faster, Injury Free. And it basically just goes over what I've done uh, over the past three to four years to set PRs while remaining injury free. And in the past, I suffered with a lot of injuries, things like stress fractures, Achilles tendonitis, um, knee pain and and just a lot lot of nagging injuries. And about four years ago, I started to take a different approach to my training. And I basically cut out all the junk mileage or most of it. And I really just focused on one to two quality workouts per week. And that has just paid off huge di- dividends for me. I've been able to have a lot more time on my hands. I've been able to feel more rested and have more fun. And in the meantime, I was able to set a few PRs as well. So I wanted to put out a, a short book, uh, something easy to read that could help other runners. And that was my main goal with this low mileage running book.
0: And I and I think you've achieved that. As I said to you, I've, I've had a chance to cast my eye over it. And uh, man, I think you've done a great job. You've It's it's short and sweet, easy to read. It gets right to the point. And uh, I think back, it must have been, would it be two years ago, you and I spoke uh, on the yeah. running podcast about low mileage. And I said to you at the time, I, you know, I... Uh, i just thought that a lot of us just ran way too much ran way too many junk miles and you and i had a good conversation about you know just doing workouts as you felt you should do them rather than even having a schedule you know training uh, you know type session just going out and running how you felt on that day if you want to run fast run fast if you want to run slow run slow and i think that uh, you know it's a great way to go so many people and you see it all the time you experienced it firsthand people just run you know, way too many miles because they feel that that's what they need to do. And of course, the inevitable tiny little niggle turns into a full blown ITB injury or something. And um, man, I think there's a lot to be said for running uh, faster and shorter and 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 getting some PBs along the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, the point that you made about listening to your body—that has been a huge challenge for me. But it's something that I've really tried to hone over the past few years, and I tried to explain that in the book with one of the chapters called "Listen to Your Body," and it's it's in the training guidelines. And you know, a lot of us runners are kind of uh, have addictive personalities, or maybe a little bit OCD, and so um, we just we just push and push and push, and we ignore signals from our body. And even me, for example, last week I I typically only do two quality workouts per week. And I kind of know that that's my maximum. But for some reason, I, I, did, I didn't listen to my body last week. I did three qu- quality workouts. And my third quality workout was just terrible. But I was getting back into that old OCD pattern where I, I would just push and push. And, and, I, and I thought to myself, you know what, I got to go back and, and read that chapter in my book called Listen to Your Body Again, because that's how I got faster in the first place was by listening to my body, not by constantly pushing. So it's, it can be hard advice to follow, but if you follow it, uh, I've, I've found that it actually ends up uh, helping you to get faster and get stronger. And so when you go overboard and push it like I did last week, it can just break you down. So this week I'm really just taking it easy, letting my body recover, and then I'm going to get back to my usual schedule of, of just one to two quality workouts a week.
0: Yeah, look you know I think um I have my own theories on why we we continue to run and, and and I believe that it's uh you know we have so much joy uh when we're out there running you know it makes us feel good it it, it uh you know it, it clears our head you know there's untold you know you know health benefits from being out there and mm-hmm. uh especially newer runners you know when people first come to running they uh you know they always believe that they can't run they they see uh you know uh, these skinny guys and girls out there belting up and down the road, and they think, well, I can never do that. And when they do finally start, and they start to lose a few pounds, they start to feel better, they find that their metabolism fires up, they find that their head's clearer, they're thinking better, and I, that in itself is very addictive. And so, you know you know yourself, even after all these years of running, it's still such a joy to get out there on a beautiful day, and you know, the fresh air and the sunshine, and it's so hard to to not go out there um and just and just run and run and run and uh, and because quite often if you're not listening to your body uh, all that joy can turn very sour very quick uh and, you know as even as you experience it. and look i do the same thing you know i've been running a long time and there's still times that i run and and i get back and i think why did i do that today i should have just out, had a, you know <laughs> taken the dog yeah. for a walk or something and just enjoyed the sunshine and, and just had a nice leisurely stroll
1: yeah, exactly. Uh that's you know that's one of the points I make in my book is you know uh getting out there and just taking it easy. I on my easy days, I just try to get out there, get some sunshine like you said. That really helps reset your circadian rhythm and I'll do some walk jogging where I'll I'll run a mile and then I'll take a 2 or 3 minute walk jo- walk and the point on those easy days isn't to try to you know, maximize your training or anything like that. It's really just to get out there, get your body in the rhythm of running, just uh, feel good, and um, just be a normal, healthy human being. But it's not to push the the workouts. You need to really save yourself for a, just one to two intense quality workouts per week. And by by really uh, making the easy days really easy, that gives you so much more energy than when you come back and you hit those quality workouts. Your legs feel fresh. You have a nice pop in your legs, and it it just allows that adaptation to happen a lot quicker or a lot faster when you're you're really pushing the hard days and then really backing off on the easy days, and perhaps even just going for a walk, like you said with the dog. That can that can uh, you know it can make you feel good, boost your mood, and uh, pr- sometimes even give you more benefits than if you were to go for a run.
0: Absolutely, you know one of the things I uh, you know from uh, from you know my. My whole background, uh, you know, in, in the physiology of the body, I know and you know that, that the only time adaption ever takes place is when the body's resting. So we stress mm-hmm. it, then we rest and the body adapts to that workload and we go again. And if you could just get that into people's head and so people could – but for most people, they think, well, just keep doing more and more and more and I'll get better and I'll get faster and I'll improve. And that's just – you know, it's just not how it works. And I think, man, you cover it so well in the book, the the way the book's laid out. And uh, hey, I love the little tips, man, the key tips. I uh, I love those sorts of things throughout the book. But the way you lay it out in the book and the way you explain to people, well, look, man, you need to, to work, then do some rest because it's during the rest that the adaption takes place.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, some people, some especially new runners think that they get faster by just doing this hard quality work over and over again. I I'll hear it uh, with people that I work with at work who are sort of new to running, they'll come up to me and they'll, they know that I run and they'll say, hey, I, I went out and I, I ran, uh, it's the first week I was running and I went, ran three miles every day as hard as I could for the past week and I, and I just kind of shake my head because the, the point is you, you push it, you push hard and then you let your body adapt and when you're resting, that's when your muscles build up and become stronger. And I think a lot of people in like the weightlifting community have realized this. They'll do, for example, like uh, chest muscles all on one day, and then they'll rest their chest muscles for the rest of the week. And then the next day they'll do only back muscles. Then they'll rest those back muscles for a week. And um, I think that uh, strength training community has got this down a little bit better. But us runners, we think, well, we can go out there and push it hard every day and it's not going to be a problem. And I found that. Sometimes for the short run, that can help, but after two or three weeks of going like that, you're going to break your body down, and you're, you're probably going to end up with the injury or end up getting burnt out. So, you know, take it easy. That's when the adaptation happens.
0: Absolutely. You know, I was chatting with Steve Runner on the show a while back, and uh, and I and I put to him the proposition of exploratory running, and that's where, uh, you know, I just throw a backpack on and, uh, you know, some fluid, some food in it. And I go exploring my neighborhood. So it's a training run, but it's not really a training run because you might, uh, you know, you might run, you know, five or 10 minutes and stop and walk and explore and have a look at this and have a look at that. Then you run sort of somewhere else and have a look at that. And it becomes a, a long workout. But uh, in effect, you, you run very little and you walk a little and, and it's just a great few hours out. Um, but there's no real stress on the body because you're running a little bit and you're walking a little bit, you're taking time to, to, to rest and look at things in your you know, in your neighborhood or your district or your community. And um, I think for people that are, are a little bit uh, maybe OCD or, or just can't get their head around, I've got to run long and I've got to run every day, that's a great way to get some, some long time on your feet with very little stress on the body.
1: That's a great idea. Yeah, I really, I like that approach. And the idea of Putting a backpack on and, and just having sort of like a day trip, that's a, that really appeals to me. One of the things that I do is my, um, my wife and I, we'll, we'll go for a run up to a, a nearby park, which is about two miles away. And um, my wife is a little bit slower than me, so I, we, we run at like a 10-minute pace. And uh, we'll put the, our 20-month-old our daughter in the stroller We'll jog up to the park for two miles, then we'll play around on the monkey bars at the park and go down the slides and then, you know, pack our daughter back up and run two miles just easy and slow back. And for me, that's, that's the whole process takes probably an hour or an hour and a half, but that's, uh, that's kind of my idea of an easy day.
0: It's a great way to. How's it being a dead month.
1: It's been great. It's been great. You know, the one thing I've noticed is uh I don't get as much sleep any as much anymore. She's still waking up one <laughs> to two times per night. And so my my adaptation, my rest periods aren't quite as um beneficial, I don't think. I've noticed that my pace has been a little bit slower on some uh quite a few of my training runs and I I'm I'm not sure what that is. I'm 33 now, so I don't know if it's age or if, if i'm just not getting quite the sleep i need but uh it's it's sure a lot of fun
0: yeah i think back you know our uh, our two boys are grown men these days and uh i can still remember those days man it seems like only yesterday enjoy them because they go through so quick man um you know and uh you lose a little bit of sleep now but you you'll catch up later
1: right exactly yeah and it's it's all worth it yeah i mean what the, the fun that we have just going into the pools and, uh, you know, going for a swim and going up to the park and things like that
0: is it's all worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, we better tell everybody about, uh, you know, the name of the book, where it can be found, where people can get it. Um, you know, how do people get themselves a copy of, uh, of the book?
1: Yeah, the name of the book is Low Mileage Running, A Short Guide to Running Faster, Entry-Free. And you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on Audible um those are the main places so you can so basically i read this book it's it's uh i wanted it to be a short book and i also narrated the book and it's about 35 minutes long so you're going to get a lot of the basics of running uh taking a lower mileage approach or i guess in in your case it would it be a lower kilometer approach i'm not sure and then it, it's basically just the basics of what you need to get started uh with your training and getting yourself faster while not putting as much stress on your body and getting injuries and things like that. So Amazon's the main place. If you search for Aaron Olson or, or low mileage running on Amazon, you'll find it. You could also go to my website, uh, low mileage and you'll find links to, to the book on there. Um, and also, like I said, on audible, if you want to hear the, the audio book.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, I, uh, i think you've done just such a great job with it you really have and uh it, it, it's a great read i recommend it um you know uh and, and i think you know my attitude to Man, i don't think uh you can ever know enough and uh, and especially as a coach you know and i've been at this game a long long time and i still can learn every day and uh you know i hang out with people like yourself and i read books like this and and i get so much great information out of it and um you know, I, I, I think you've done it and to narrate it to like to put it out uh, you know as a as a, you know an audio book as well uh, is a great way to go because uh, you know people like myself as I said to you before we hit the record button to this morning you know I'm just so busy at the moment um, you know to have something in my ears is so much easier um, yeah you know than than finding time to read something or to watch something so I think that's a great move as well man
1: yeah, I mean, that's how I hear uh, or read most of my books these days is on my way to work or if I'm going out for a longer run, I'll, I'll put in the earbuds and listen to a new book. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to make it, this book really short and concise so people could get the idea. You know, this isn't um, some grand uh, scheme that I have or something like that. These are just some basic principles that I've used over the past four years to set PRs to get faster it's not going to cost you a lot of money to invest or a lot of time to read it, and that was my main point. Just get the idea out there. Try to help other runners. the The book on Amazon is three dollars US, so I'm I'm not sure what that is in other currencies, but it's very affordable, and I think you'll get a lot out of it.
0: Yeah, three bucks US is about uh, seventy eight dollars uh, Australian these days, mate. Okay. <laughs> now I think three dollars American. I think it's probably about four dollars 80 something like that so still okay. gr- great value man that is like that's uh that's giving it away man
1: <laughs> well i i don't know i th- i thought it, it, sound, it seemed like a good price point and and uh i thought i'd start with that and it, it seems
0: to be a good good place to start for a short book yeah absolutely and going back to um uh low mileage or low kilometers it's quite funny uh here down under because we we're a metric country so we we talk in uh you know, in uh, in centimeters and kilometers and things like that. But it's so funny, you know. My whole conversations these days are one end of a sentence. I will talk in mileage, and the other end I'll talk in meters. So okay. uh, you know, and it's, it's quite funny. I think runners are, across the world uh, are quite familiar with uh, with miles and mileage. Um, you know, so many people, even in our part of the world, still talk about you know a marathon being twenty six miles or a half being thirteen. You know, it's um, you know, or a uh, you know ultra races being uh, you know, thirty miles or fifty miles or a hundred miles—it's—it's it's quite unique to the running world. I think that, that even in a metric country, we still cross that barrier and we still talk mileage quite a bit. So I think low mileage running will still, um, you know, will still click with runners across the world, whether they're in a metric country or not. I think.
1: Oh, good, and and that's that's good to hear. And one other thing I I should mention is that I I have a podcast called Paleo Runner, which I I focused a lot on nutrition and a little bit on tr- of training on that show. But I've started a new podcast specifically devoted to the ideas in the book. And if you search on iTunes, it's under low mileage running. So if if this idea of uh, low mileage running sounds a little crazy to you, go into iTunes or go to lowmileagerunning.com, subscribe to that podcast, and you can listen to a few, I think I have eight episodes up now, listen to some of these ideas and and try a few of them out and see if it works for you. And if you want to know more, then you can go back and, and pick up the book.
0: Man, I can vouch for it because I know for a fact that you've proven the, uh, the concept. It's, it's not just a concept. You've proven it because uh, it, it's worked for you. It's worked for people around you. I know uh, you're coaching people these days, and, and, and I've implemented a low-mileage running protocol with certain people. I've used it myself, and uh, I can tell you the, uh, it, it works. And uh, it, It's like everything, man. There is not one cookie-cutter program that suits all runners, and you always need to try and work out what works best for that particular runner. But I tell you what, there are a lot of people that I've reduced mileage, um, up the intensity. And and we talked about that a couple of years ago. And, and, and I've done a lot of that in that last couple of years. And, and it works, man. It really does. And I think the whole, uh, the whole idea of, of mileage per se uh, is not something that should be applied to everyone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like that you mentioned that it's not a cookie cutter approach because... This is really a conservative a conservative approach, which basically you start with the basics. start with one to two quality workouts per week and keep keep repeating uh, you know one to two quality workouts per week and see if you could get faster, see how you're improving. And if you get to a point where you say, you know what'm I'm, I'm not improving anymore. I really need to try something different. Well, then in that case, start adding a few more miles. Maybe you will have to add a few more miles like if you're an elite athlete or something. Or if you just want to set a new PR, but start out small, try to get the most you can get from the least amount of training. And if you hit a plateau down the road, then then at that point, think about adding some more miles.
0: Mate, I think that's great advice. You know, start easy and then give yourself the option to move up, rather than start long and then have to cut back. So great advice, man, and uh, and well said. Mate, I know uh, I know you've got uh, some things to get to, so we might uh, just about wrap it up there, man. If you've got some time over the next, uh, you know, few months, I'd love to have you back on the show and chat a bit more about running. And uh, always a joy to talk to you, man, uh, about whether it's uh, you know diet uh, or low mileage running. Just always a joy to uh, to to have you on the show. I really love the book. Get out there and get a copy of it, guys. Uh, again, where can they find that, mate?
1: Uh, type in low mileage running into Amazon or go to low
0: and you'll find links to the book on there. Fantastic. Aaron Olson, always a joy. Keep up the great work, man. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on the show again in the near future.
1: Thanks a lot, Jeff.